Hello, this is Angela Schaefers, the host of Your Story Matters radio show. Today I am interviewing Mary McElhatton. She is an author, a speaker, and a business coach. She shares her story in her book, Rocket Risk, Not Knowing the How and Doing It Anyway. Welcome to the show, Mary. Thank you. Thank you so much. I am very happy to have you on today, and I looked over a great deal of your book and was excited about um, the things that you shared. Um, it was full of great tips and lots of information for people to deal with some of the issues they might be facing, even if not specific to some of the things that you went through. And I would love if, before we talk about the book, you kind of gave the listeners a background about where you came from, how you grew up, that type of thing that kind of led into where you found yourself at the point of where the book begins? Well, uh, just kind of a real short history of me. I am uh, number 10 of 11 children. I grew up with a single mom who raised eight of us. Um, The others were already out of the house uh, when she divorced. I went on to move from Illinois, a little small town in Illinois, out to Las Vegas where I had a sister living here and I moved out here, and a week later, she moved to Reno. So pretty scary, you know, growing up with a lot of family members, and then all of a sudden, bam, I'm on my own. Mm -hmm. And it was really interesting because I always told my mom, I said, you know, I don't want to live in this small town. I don't want to get barefoot and pregnant, yet I moved out to Vegas, and I did get my career. But shortly after, I was a mom and married at 20, Mm. you know, with my first child, Mm -hmm. and and so it was kind of, you know, interesting to kind of look back and reflect how I had really kind of done, started pattering the same as my mom, because mm-hmm. here I am, you know, now five children, I'm done, I'm not going for any more than that, I have a handful, mm-hmm. and um, with uh, four of my children, I found myself in a, in a position where I was going through a divorce and uh, had to move into a garage, a uh, 200 square foot converted room off my sister's garage. Wow. And yeah, it was crazy. And I felt like my whole life was just, you know, just like at an end. I I had really even thought about, you know, I felt so bad as a mom, like I can't even take care of my kids. Mm -hmm. I love them so much, but I can't afford them and I cannot provide for them. And I'm like, someone could probably do this so much better than me. And Mm. And, you know, my mom was always great encouragement. She was just always about responsibility, take responsibility, because if you can, you'll have freedom in that. Mm-hmm. And it will it will guide you on a path of being able to take care of your family. And, um, you know, I didn't want to hear those mm-hmm. <laughs> words. I'm like, how about make it a little easier for me, Mom? This is four kids you're talking about, you know. But, yeah, I'm talking to a woman who had eight. Right, right. And, and sometimes and always, being in that position we want something more tangible, like, okay, more money or a better place to live and all these things that we look at someone saying, but I need this. Yeah. And so how was that mm-hmm. affecting you as far as not being able to provide for your children at that time, you know, the lifestyle that they were used to or what you really wanted to give them? You know, again, at that time, I just, I took one, I remember telling the kids, we're just going to take one day at a time because mm-hmm. thinking about, you know, I think the hardest part for them was they still had friends and they were still in the same school yet they couldn't bring their friends home. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I couldn't very well have them bringing their friends home to a garage. <laughs> you right. know, I don't think their parents would have approved of that too mm-hmm. much. 
And we lived in the garage for three years. And again, in the moment, we just took one day at a time and things started improving. Things started changing. Things started looking much brighter, you know. I mean, we did many things. I got involved in going to church and I got involved in, you know, and really just taking myself on to learn what responsibility was. Because mm-hmm. everybody, everybody told me what responsibility was, yet I didn't really understand it just because, you know, truthfully, living in a world with, what do we got, like, you know, six billion people in the world, everybody's responsibility is different. Mm-hmm. That's true. Their definition is different. So mm-hmm. I was really confused by it. And so I got clear about what, what did responsibility mean to me and, and how can I just take one day at a time and, and take responsibility for one thing at a time and, and then start working from there. And and it was amazing because things really started looking up and, and changing for me. I was able to, you know, land a, an awesome job, um, paying much more money than I'd made before. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, just really started working towards uh, getting a home. Mm-hmm. I was able to purchase my first home with four kids. That that was a big uh, milestone for me. And mm, I'm sure. And so when you were married, and you married young, so you obviously never had a chance to be on your own or learn, as you talked about, the responsibility of providing for yourself and taking care of your own home and all those things. Was it the end of the marriage that was a turning point as far as, okay, what am I going to do now to get myself out of this situation? A forced turning point, yeah. I mean, you know, of course, I didn't want it to be like that. I didn't, I never imagined that it would come to that yet. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what, what, what a, the relationship I was in wasn't working. And, you know, I think, I think all of us come to a point in our life where it's like those hard decisions have mm-hmm. to be made. Mm-hmm. And um, my hard decision was leaving a 13-year relationship with the kid's father to, you know, I didn't know if it was going to turn out better or worse. Mm-hmm. I just knew that it was unhealthy, and I knew that if if I wanted to be the mom that I said I was going to be, I needed to do some things different. Mm-hmm. So I started exploring and uh, taking myself on to learn, learn different behaviors, learn different you know, things about me that would basically build self-value. Because mm-hmm. what I've learned through all of this is that if a person doesn't know their own self-value, nobody else will either. That's right. Mm-hmm. And and so, yeah, it was exciting to just start. I had different relationships that were developing. They were more respectful. They were more, uh, they were more real. They weren't surfacy. You know, it was... You know, um, cool. You're in a garage, okay? You know, let's let's work with that. And and you know, how can I be here to help you? Or mm-hmm. or do you even need help? Or you know, that it, it was really interesting. I I loved writing about it in the book, and the book shares basically you know all of that and more because I was ashamed for a long time about living in a garage with four kids and divorcing and because I never wanted to be divorced because my mom was, and I thought, that's what I don't want to do. Mm-hmm. Yet I found myself repeating the same pattern, and people would say, how did you do that? How did you do that? And I'm like, well, gosh, who wouldn't do it? You know, when you got mm-hmm. four little faces staring back at you, it's, I didn't, you know, I didn't know how I did it. I just knew that I did it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when I started writing my book, I was able to explain and go back and really, you know, write out how I did it so that other people can be empowered by it. Because once I shared my story, a lot of people related. Mm-hmm. 
And they're like, please tell me more, you know, where I was ashamed. They're like saying, please, mm-hmm. please share this story with me. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I think, again, that's the whole mission of Your Story Matters is to encourage people to not only, you know, heal and grow and learn from their own story, but to turn around and share it because there's so many people who could benefit from hearing, you know, your nuggets of wisdom and you share many in the book. And I know the one thing, of course, it's where you start sort of in the book is talking about having a starting point. And I thought that was a great clue to help people to understand that you can't just jump from one place to another. You have to actually have a beginning. And so if you can share some of that uh, with the listeners, I think that'd be very helpful. Well, the starting point for me was, again, getting real that um, I was in the garage and I put myself there. Uh, as much as I wanted to point the finger at everybody else and my ex-husband and, you know, the the job not paying enough to, you know, all the things. The bottom line was I got myself there and I really wanted to figure out how to get out of there. Mm-hmm. So I sat down and made a list of the things that I liked about myself and the things that I didn't like about myself. And, you know, I write it out on my list. I, I, what I liked was that I was a loyal person, you know, and that I was honest and that I was, you know, a go-getter. And, and then the things that I didn't like were things, again, like that I hid, just like my story. I hid that I had a gambling problem. Mm-hmm. I hid that I, you know, wasn't always honest because if I was gambling and my kids would call, I certainly wasn't being honest with them telling I was sitting in the, you know, at the casino. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it hit me. It's like, oh my gosh, my whole life I've been saying that I'm this honest, loyal person, but behind closed doors, I'm gambling and I am lying. Mm-hmm. It was like a pivotal moment of me realizing. No wonder my life was always spinning out of control. No wonder it was, I was saying one thing but doing another in all areas. It, I always thought that, you know, this one little lie is not affecting other things. And the truth was, is that it was affecting everything. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, you know, I, I what I've got to do at this moment is that if, if I'm going to be honest, I've got to get all honest areas in my life working for me, not against me. Mm-hmm. So I quit gambling. I, you know, I share in the book that it wasn't easy. I had to, it was a process. I took one day at a time and, and then one day I just decided I will never do it again. Mm-hmm. And I didn't. And it was very powerful to have that kind of control of my life. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Like I was, you know, I was thinking somebody else had control of it and then realized wow, I actually have some control here Mm -hmm. uh, of my outcomes. And things just really started moving from there to I just started aligning up everything to what I was saying and doing. And then I was getting my rocket results. Mm -hmm. And how, I mean, during that process, because I know there's a lot of power within the human spirit, within our own selves that we sometimes don't realize but during that process, were there people or did you go to counseling or was there church or was there something more to help support you and encourage you to keep going down that path of healing and understanding where your responsibility lies and how to, you know, be a better parent and a better person? Yeah, I started making myself accountable, um, meaning like in my spiritual, I'd gone to many different churches. And again, I, you know, one of the things I liked about myself again was that I called myself a committed person. Mm-hmm. 
yet the reality was if I was going through a divorce, I never really committed in any, any, you know, to my spiritual growth. And, and that was, you know, again, on my list to start getting connected with being committed Mm -hmm. and committed was getting committed to a church, Mm -hmm. regardless of what people or anything like that. It was me getting committed with my spiritual belief and taking that on and, and again, being accountable to it. Um, I got committed to some personal development work and, uh, you know, spent a lot of money that, that I would have never even thought I would have. Mm-hmm. Yet, you know what? Sometimes it's taking that rocket risk and doing. Um, I said I wanted better relationships, so I needed to figure out how I was going to make better relationships by me being a better relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, does that make sense? And you know what I mean? Like really yeah. just That totally makes sense. Down. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that's part of growing up and taking responsibility right there is that we have to realize that we're always part of the scenario, the relationship, um, you know, the team, whatever it is the family unit, we're part of it. And so we have to own our own part of that. And so definitely I hear what you're saying there for sure. So you talk about one other important part. I mean, there's several important things, but one that stuck out for me was um, you talked about forgiveness. You talked about being hard on yourself and others. So if you could share some of that with the listeners, I think that's a great lead in to part of what you had to go through to get the results that you were seeking. You know, forgive is a big word, and I remember many people my whole life saying, forgive, 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 just forgive, just forgive, and I would, you know, I felt like I was always a child, you know, looking for people to explain to me what that meant, and and again, looking out in the big world, I would watch people say that they forgive people, but then they, they wouldn't, and and I was no different, because I would say that, oh, you know, I forgive you, but... Um, you know, put me in a position where I feel, you know, where I felt the same as being taken advantage of, then I certainly didn't forgive you. Mm-hmm. So what I broke it down was in the word forgive is give. Mm-hmm. And for me, I started giving a little something more to myself, uh, giving of my time to those people that I, you know, that I did have some grudges against, that I did have resentment towards maybe giving them a little bit a little bit of my time not not taking it mm-hmm. um, meaning like I'm not going to be around you because you hurt me mm-hmm. um, but giving giving a little bit of me that I could give and that's when again things started making a difference and it allowed me to forgive me mm-hmm. uh, whether it was because I was being so judgmental or being so uh, resentful for, you know, again, people hurt each other. I hurt people. I don't mean to. I just, I get in the moment and if I feel threatened or, you know, I know you being a mom, me being a mom, you know, mm-hmm. hurt my kids and I'm, I feel hurt. You know, I'm going to, um, it's going to take a lot to forgive you if you're hurting my kids. So mm-hmm. I just said, you know what, I'm going to start giving. I'm just going to start with that word in forgiving and it has, it's allowed me to sit in the same room as my, you know, ex-husband mm-hmm. um, and not, not look at him with anger or resentment, but just look with him, look at him as a person who 
who is actually probably doing what I'm doing, and that was the best I could with what I could, with what I had mm-hmm. at any given time. And I work with my clients on it, and it works. You know, I say, forget the forgive because you know what? I'm going to be honest. It's hard to forgive mm-hmm. um, because you always remember that you always remember that feeling and what it felt like to be taken advantage of. So how about just give, give mm-hmm. what you can mm-hmm. and stay focused with that and see what, if that starts a process of forgiveness, mm-hmm. it, it did for me. And I share with other people that it may, may for them. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I, I totally agree with that. And I think that's a good place to start and, you know, and, and always starting back at yourself can change a lot of things. Uh, there's no way for just us to change and nobody else or nothing else will change there's always something that comes of that, and hopefully it's good stuff. So what led you up to the point of wanting to um, write the book or being ready to write the book? Because I know you mentioned that you wanted to become a successful author, but is there something specific that led to that? Yes. When I uh, went through certification of being a business coach and, and, again, the journey of you know finding out what's out of alignment and getting it back in alignment, which really is about being about my word, being about what I, again, you know, not saying it, but actually doing it if I say it. And I had said I was going to write a book several years ago. Well, having children and, you know, going through tough relationships and t-ball here and soccer here and this and that and my gosh, I felt like there's just no way I'm ever going to be able to write a book. Mm-hmm. And um, I was coaching some clients at the time and they were all stuck. And I'm thinking, my gosh, how I, I really feel like I need to give all their money back because I don't know where to take them. Mm-hmm. And I had a coach. Um, again, I coaches, the best coaches have coaches to be accountable because mm-hmm. uh, I, I was stuck. And he said to me, Mary, what is what have you said you were going to do that you haven't done still? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I just had a new baby. She was a very little, tiny baby. She was a premature baby. And I'm thinking, you're going to ask me to write a book when I don't have time to even think right now? Mm -hmm. And he's like, yeah, only because you said you were going to do it. Mm. Well, when I started, I just, I'm like, okay, you got me, you know. You Mm -hmm. called me on it. Mm -hmm. I'm going to start writing my book. I had my book done in 45 days, my first book. Wow. You know, it is amazing, again, when we say we're going to do something and we do it, we have the energy, we have the excitement, we have the passion. Mm -hmm. Is it challenging? Yes, it's going to be challenging. But what's more challenging, I realized at that time, was the weight of me saying I was going to write a book and still hadn't done it. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. And, And like you said, I mean, that's, again, staying true to your commitments and to your word and doing what you say you're going to do. Uh, yeah, was it tough? I tell my husband, I don't know who wrote that well, that, that book because whoever stayed up till 3 and 4 in the morning, that wasn't me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I left my 8-hour, 9-hour sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was me, though. It was me being committed. And uh, it was amazing that all my other my clients, they got unstuck, too. Mm-hmm. That's so awesome. It, yeah, it was, it was like, wow, I sat there and witnessed, you know, just this amazing shift in myself, but also with the people that I was, you know, a part of, the people that were paying me to help them mm-hmm. move forward in their life. And all it took was me to just take a risk, take mm-hmm. a rocket risk and, and just do it. Mm-hmm. Didn't have to be perfect. Didn't, didn't have to be a bestseller. Didn't have to be any of that. It was just, I said I was going to write a book. I'm going to write a book. 
Mm-hmm. I wrote it back in June of 2008, and this is my second edition. It's I actually acknowledge the people, the 600 people who purchased my first book for looking above and beyond all its uh, imperfections mm-hmm. and uh, seeing what it's worth, which is the bottom line, taking a rocket risk, which is now, you know, it's rocket risk, not knowing the how and doing it anyway. Mm-hmm. Because I've gotten much clearer in the last two years as to what it is that I'm saying and doing, mm-hmm. which gives me a perfect picture. Mm-hmm. And that's what I invite other people to do is you, you want to get clear about your life. You want to get clear about what your relationship's going to look like. You want to get clear about if you're a single mom and you want to, to take care of those children, man, take a rocket risks because... Mm-hmm. It will assist you. You want a business that's finally producing some revenue rather than, you know, pain? Uh, it requires taking risks. Mm-hmm. So, Many. <laughs> exactly. Something. Can you explain then exactly what you mean by a rocket risk? Because obviously risk is pretty much um, self-explanatory, but what is a rocket risk? A rocket risk is basically, again, not knowing the how and doing it anyway. We all, in our lifetime, whether it was go to the college, we had no idea how it would turn out, Mm -hmm. to getting married, to having a child, to starting our first company, to writing our first book. You know, we, we think that we have to know, but the reality and the truth is we don't. Mm -hmm. We do not know how. And I think with that gift in itself is it's faith. Mm -hmm. It's saying, I'm going to do it. I don't know what it's going to look like, but I'm committed. And I'm going to, I'm going to keep following through by taking rocket risks Mm -hmm. because, you know, here I am. I I was, I I shared in the book, I had been married twice. I was never going to get married again. And I'm so grateful that I learned that I can love again. Mm. And I can be in a healthy relationship for the rest of my life, which is, yeah, right in the book. I'm, I'm like, I'm going to hold myself to it, but I also want a world to hold me to it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I think what you're saying is key. It's we don't often know how. I think people struggle at trying to figure out the how of everything: how to be a parent, how to start a business, how to be a speaker, et cetera, et cetera. And the reality is, is that there's not, there's no perfect how, because what works for some people won't work for others. So what I got out of what I read from your book was that a lot of what we need to learn is about our own personal way of understanding our behaviors and how to deal with them, and then how to go forward with taking our own risk. And I think in the part of that is what you mentioned earlier is not knowing the outcome. You still need to take that risk. Yes. Absolutely, and then share it because, boy, you hold your stories in, you will hold them in and gain nothing from it. Absolutely. If you let them out and share them, you will be shocked at how much and how powerful you will feel and others around you will feel because there is nothing. My, my mission in life is that there is nothing that holds me back from my story. Because I'm I'm bigger than my story, and so is everybody else. However, that story is what started for me, mm-hmm. my life. Absolutely. I love that, and I loved what you wrote also was that 
you know, we too have a choice to not be a victim of our circumstances. And that is kind of what you're saying is that, you know, our story is powerful, but it doesn't mean we have to be stuck in that past in the victim mode or whatever went wrong or didn't work. We can learn from it and go on. And then, as you said, share it. And it's amazing how many people will be encouraged and inspired and realize that they're not alone, that there are other, there are other people who have been single parents, you know, in situations like you have or, you know, done gambling or drinking or whatever things to prevent their lives from getting better. So I love that you're willing to be vulnerable and open to share this with so many people. And you had mentioned before we started the show about the healing that occurred for you when you were able to share your story. Can you tell the audience a little bit about that? At that instant, when I first you know, I publicly, I did a story at my church and it went out to probably 20,000 people. I was scared. I was very scared because I was very open and very vulnerable. I remember the first time watching it, you know, when they displayed it at church on the big screen and I weeped, you know, I weeped like a little girl, like a little baby. I mean, I was just sobbing. Yet when it was done, I felt such freedom. Mm. You know, I, I felt as if I had just released 10 pounds Mm -hmm. of emotional baggage, emotional, you know, again, I didn't, I didn't plan my life for that to happen. I didn't, that's not what I wished or hoped for. Yet it was, it, it happened the way that it happened. And I think for, for, for me, you know, at that moment, it was just like, wow, okay, it, that happened, and now wh- what's next? Mm-hmm. Like, I, it didn't, I didn't feel in bondage to it anymore. It was like, cool, okay, now the cat's out of the bag, mm-hmm. all the crap is on the table, and I'm like, cool, next. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Rather than, oh, my gosh, I don't want anybody to know, and they'll judge me, and they'll this. The opposite, the opposite actually happened. Mm-hmm. I, I was not, I, I was never judged. I was, I was accepted more. I was loved more. I was nurtured more. I was, I was, I was being accepted as a stronger leader. Mm-hmm. I'm like, wow. I mean, people, I think in general, we think that if we don't tell what, you know, what weighs heavy on our heart, then we are just ripping everybody off. But the biggest person we rip off is ourselves. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, I think there's um, a lot of acceptance and a lot of connection when we're able to share our stories. And that's, you know, the whole point of the human spirit is that we are connected because we all go through different things. Some of them are stories like yours, some are like mine, but we all go through something. And it's that mm-hmm. ability to share that that really, in the end, connects us. It's not the thing that keeps us distant. What keeps us distant is when people um, make assumptions about who we are or what we've been through. And that's so key right there. You know that if we do not speak up, then yes, there there is a world of people making assumptions. And I think it's best just to go, hey, here it all is. Mm-hmm. This is what I got. This is everything I have. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm, I'm willing to be vulnerable and open. I'm going to love myself enough and love you enough to stop 
you know, people from making all these assumptions that build into things that really hurt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you just look at it. Look at all the bullying and all that kind of stuff. It's like, you know, if we could teach our kids to get real mm-hmm. and not walk around like, yeah, everything's okay, everything's okay, like I did for so many years, mm-hmm. when inside I felt like I was dying, inside I felt like I was worth nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's It's just senseless. It doesn't have to be that way. It's mm-hmm. like, hey, if a kid, I've watched my children where, you know, my children have gotten real and come to the table and said, look, this is what I did. Mm-hmm. This is this is how I'm feeling right now. And as much as I get mad and not, you know, so grateful that they're being honest with me rather than me finding out that they lied. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I think that's a great point for you to bring up is that, you know, we need to set the example, not only for our own kids, if we have them, but for other children that it's important to be open and be honest. And that is part of what I hope happens through your Story Matters radio show is that people can listen and say, you know what, it's okay to have done X, Y, Z. And there is hope after that. We can go on, you know, we can be forgiven, we can forgive ourselves. And I love how you carry on that theme throughout your book. So before we wrap up, can you tell the listeners where they can find access to your book and share a little bit about um, your other things that you offer as far as the coaching and speaking? You bet. Uh, my website is the title of the book. It's www.rocketrisks.com. So that's risk with a plural um, because we have to take many and uh, to achieve our dreams and goals. and. Mm-hmm. You know, I work with large corporations on doing trainings and coaching and and facilitating. I do public speaking. That's awesome. And I think there's, you know, always great things happen when there's people like you around to talk and to listen to others. And I thank you so much for being on the show today, Mary. And I wish you um, awesome success in the future in all your endeavors. So appreciate it. Thank you.